The day is Tuesday, and its order in the month is 15, and the month is, of course, December. Put them all together, and it's the Charlottesville Community Engagement Newscast and Newsletter for December 15, 2020. I'm your host, Sean Tubbs, for another recap of what's happening and what's happened. In today's show, Virginia's electors confirm the Commonwealth's vote for President-elect Joe Biden. Charlottesville Planning Commission gets an update on the Seville Plans Together initiative. Charlottesville is developing a climate action plan and a very brief update on smart scale. Do you still have some holiday gift shopping to do? Today's Patreon-fueled shout-out is for you to check out a curated guide from local Charlottesville Black-owned businesses. There's all kinds of possibilities, such as crafts and gifts from The Hive, as well as skincare products from North Shea. Find out more in the link in the newsletter. On the day after the first COVID vaccines were administered in the United States of America, the Virginia Department of Health reports another 3,160 new cases. The seven-day average for positive cases is now at 3,654. The seven-day average for positive PCR tests is at 11.2% statewide. In the Blue Ridge Health District, there are another 40 cases reported today, and the seven-day average is 73 new cases a day. There has been another COVID-related fatality in Nelson County, bringing the district total to 85. The University of Virginia will make a final decision by January 15th on whether to return to school for in-person instruction for the spring semester. They are operating under the assumption that classes will begin on February 1st. UVA Today reports that top officials sent an email to students, staff, and faculty notifying them of the requirements. Virginia's 13 electors cast their vote for President-elect Joe Biden and Vice President-elect Kamala Harris yesterday in a hearing held on the floor of the Virginia House of Delegates. Ellen J. Scott of Manassas was one of the electors and made these remarks before the official vote. The afternoon of April 9, 1865 at Appomattox Courthouse marked the end of the most divisive era in our nation's history. The healing began in Virginia, though not perfect and fraught with broken promises. There emerged a people determined to hold America to its espoused values and its constitutional declaration, all men are created equal. Scott also mentioned the election of the grandson of enslaved people, Doug Wilder, as Virginia's governor in 1990, as well as Virginia's vote for Barack Obama in 2008. Now, Virginia has helped to elect Joseph Biden and Kamala Harris. Harris, the first woman, the first black vice president of the United States. As we exercise our role as electors, let us never forget that we are heeding the words of Lincoln to bind up the nation's wounds. The final nationwide electoral count was 302 votes for Biden and Harris and 232 for their opponents. It has been almost a year since the consultant Roadside and Harwell was hired to complete Charlottesville's comprehensive plan and create an affordable housing plan. 
The city's planning commission got an update last week on where the housing plan stands from the project manager of the Seaville Plans Together initiative. Here's Jennifer Koch of Roadside and Harwell. We're revising the plan now. We'll have a revision in the coming um, month or so. And the plan right now is to have a conversation with council uh, in January and then hopefully work toward some sort of endorsement by council of the plan. The next step is for council to be presented with the draft plan early next year. Their endorsement will allow the consultant team to move ahead with revising the comprehensive plan to put specific language inside of it that will lead the city to implement its principles. For instance, if there is to be more residential density, the plan needs to clearly say so. That, in turn, will inform the new zoning code that the Seaville Plans Together initiative is also intended to deliver. Review and revision of the comprehensive plan has been underway since early 2017. In February of 2019, Council opted to hire a consultant to finish the work begun by the Planning Commission. Koch said the Seville Plans Together work did not start from scratch. We are working from draft chapters. We're not starting from zero here. And so the thought is we don't want to go back. We want to just move forward from where you all left off. One of the topics discussed by the commission was the status of a future land use map. Elected bodies in Virginia often use such a map for guidance on land use decisions such as rezonings and special use permits. The comprehensive plan land use chapter <clears throat> uh, contains the future land use map, which um, incorporates some of the land use um, sort of goals that are in the plan, but also is a long-term strategy for land use in the city. Um, it often is sort of the basis for some zoning um, <clears throat> adjustments, but the future land use map is also often a much longer term vision for land use than um, zoning current zoning would be. Commissioner Gary Heaton, who was appointed in October of 2018, said the University of Virginia's role needed to be taken into account. Where the city ends and the University of Virginia begins, our land use map should reflect how we envision the future of the city and as it, as it pertains to the effect of the university on the city. Heaton added that he has been a planning commissioner in other university towns, including Blacksburg. These are places that also have been heavily affected by the university. And as if the city could somehow get out in front, there would be ways that could address affordable housing. On March 10th, the University of Virginia announced it would build up to 1,500 affordable units on land it or its real estate foundation owns. The topic came up at a meeting of the Regional Housing Partnership last week. Colette Sheehy is the Senior Vice President for Operations at UVA. We have now restarted that initiative. Um, more probably coming in January, but um, we're, we're trying to get back on track. On Friday, the Buildings and Grounds Committee of the UVA Board of Visitors approved the schematic design for the new School of Data Science on Ivy Road, just to the west of the former site of the Cavalier Inn. It will be the first academic building constructed in the area of the Ivy Road Master Plan. The four-story facility will include four smart classrooms, faculty offices, and a variety of meeting and research areas that will provide essential learning, research, and administrative spaces to support the SDS. 
The programs will interface with industry and other external partners in a corporate commons, providing opportunities for the exchange of ideas. The current land use map adopted by Council in 2013 depicts the area as mixed use. Disagreements about the future land use map are one reason the comprehensive plan process stalled and the consultant was hired. A longer version of this story, as well as a podcast version, will be published later today for paid subscribers and released to the general public in a few days' time. In October, Charlottesville City Council announced that the city would follow Albemarle in writing an action plan to help meet the locality's climate protection goals. Specifically, the target is to reduce carbon emissions 45% by 2030 and to be carbon neutral by 2050. The Albemarle Board of Supervisors adopted such a plan on October 8th. Last night, the city held the first of two workshops to kick off the creation of its plan. Susan Elliott is Charlottesville's climate protection manager. She said that in 2017, council signed off on a statement objecting to President Trump's withdrawal from the Paris Agreement. This is not the first commitment the city of Charlottesville made. Uh, the first one was actually the U.S. Mayor's Agreement on Climate back in 2006, which is then what spurred the city to create the climate protection program in 2007. There is also a corresponding plan to adapt to changing weather patterns with higher temperatures. We also heard from the community that they don't want us to waste time by reinventing the wheel. They want us to build on what we've done. They want us to build on what our peer localities have done. And they want us to work regionally so that we are building on existing systems for funding, for development, and for cooperation as we look at how we go towards achieving our climate action goals. Emissions can be traced to residential, commercial, and transportation sources. The plan will identify steps to address each. You can watch the recorded webinars on the city's website, and there's a link in the newsletter. We're about a month away from when the Virginia Department of Transportation will release the scores for the latest round of SmartScale. SmartScale is a process where localities submit projects that are then ranked according to a series of metrics. Submissions were due in August. Chad Tucker is with the Office of Intermodal Planning and Investment, and he briefed the Commonwealth Transportation Board last week. It's been a long six months, um, but we're almost there, thankfully. There are 405 total applications that were submitted by applicants. Fifteen projects were submitted by either Albemarle, Charlottesville, or the Thomas Jefferson Planning District Commission. There is a full list of these in the newsletter. The Commonwealth Transportation Board will meet again at 9 a.m. on Friday. Tonight, the Albemarle Planning Commission will hold a public hearing on a proposal to redevelop the Red Carpet Inn on US-29 as a mixed-use development with commercial space and up to 140 units. In the meantime, existing motel rooms would be used as transitional housing operated by the Thomas Jefferson Coalition for the Homeless. For this to work, the project needs a rezoning of a 3.75-acre property. The Planning Commission meeting begins at 6. In other meetings, Charlottesville's Parking Advisory Panel meets at 3.30 p.m. The Albemarle Economic Development Authority meets at 4. Charlottesville's Sister Cities Commission meets at 4.30 p.m. And Charlottesville's Board of Architectural Review meets at 5.30 p.m. On their agenda is an application for an already approved four-story building at the site of the University Tire on West Main Street. They'll also have a preliminary discussion on the future parking garage at the corner of Market Street and 9th Street. 
And that's it for today's edition of the Charlottesville Community Engagement Newscast and Newsletter. We took yesterday off in order to get a little bit of a breather and to prepare for the rest of the year. Uh, programming note, there will be a lot more programs coming your way over the course of the next two weeks, trying to set up for 2021 and get rolling to make sure that you all have information about what's happening in this community. To make this all work for me financially, I have to find a way to pay for it. Now, that's where you come in. I thank the fifth of the audience that is currently subscribing one way or the other, either by upgrading to a paid subscription on Substack, funding general research on Patreon, and some of you are doing both, and I really thank you for that, or sending me a payment through Venmo or simply mailing me a check. I really appreciate it, and every single dollar that comes into Town Crier Productions helps me believe in this a little bit more and I really appreciate you for that and I do hope that you can help me help tell the stories of 2021 and help review 2020. It's been a crazy year and the next year's probably not going to be back to normal because there's no such thing anymore. I'm Sean Tubbs, your host, and thank you for listening today and we'll be back tomorrow with another installment. In the meantime, stay safe out there and uh, gosh, how much snow you think we're going to get? Or is it going to be ice? Or is it just going to be a big old nothing. Either way, either way, stay safe. <laughs>